There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up, y'all? I'm KC. And I'm Tyler. And this is another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. Brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. So right now on the phone, we've got Alex Comstock. He's been on before. He has done the long form and given us some great information there. This guy is an analytical, just, you know, perfectionist when it comes to deer hunting. And he proves that again with another big buck breakdown. Alex, you did it in North Dakota. Yeah, I was able to to make it happen on the last day of my hunt. Oh, man. That's cool, man. That is cool. So... Uh, not to bring up any bad memories, but, um, you know, does this, does this somehow, does this story stem from any of the Kobe stuff? Um, no, it no. doesn't really. Separate? No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, tell us the story, man. How did, how did it go down? You said it was like a last day deal, huh? Yeah, it was. It was, uh, so we were out there. I got out to North Dakota. I'd been out a couple of times during the summer, just getting stuff prepped and all that good stuff and getting cameras up and checking them and. Um, got out there the week of opener Friday, the 4th, September 4th was opening day. And I got out there that Wednesday to kind of do some final tune ups, hanging stands, checking cameras, all that good stuff was pretty much ready to go by Thursday afternoon. Um, and then started the hunt and opening night was, uh, pretty eventful. We had, so we had six guys in camp opening night. I had an encounter with the shooter that I have pictures of all summer, um, he never got closer than probably 150 yards. So it was like, it was a good like observation hunt. Cause I, I watched him come out of this bedding area where I kind of suspected he was. Um, and then another guy in camp missed a big one that night. So like things started off pretty good. And then, uh, the rest of the hunt for me was fairly slow as far as mature bucks. Um, day two, the guy that 
missed the buck opening night. Actually, they were able to shoot the same buck the second night of the season. Nice. Uh, yeah, so he was able to get two chances at him. <laughs> same stand? Uh, oh, yeah, same same stand, yeah. Golly. Oh. <laughs> that's, yeah uh, that, that's that beauty that, of early season, huh? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That buck we had called Kobe Jr., and he uh, – he, um, we had him in daylight almost every day since the end of July. So cool. we kind of figured that we were going to have a good chance at that buck. Earlier there, Alex mentioned the use of trail cameras and how really that helped him get on that big buck ever since July. And I know that Alex has been up there in Nodak hanging some Exodus trail cameras to get on these big bucks. Guys, there really is not a better trail camera on the market out there if you're serious about trying to get good video and good pictures of big bucks. We've used them off-season, all-season, in-season to get pictures of big hard-horn bucks, big velvet bucks, all around so go check out exodus trail cameras at exodusoutdoorgear.com yeah the next few days kind of went by saw a lot of deer you know we would check cameras after hunting and we were you know the night before a big buck would have came through an hour after light you know i mean stuff like that and then the last day of the hunt so monday was the last day of the hunt and we had a big cold front roll through um overnight so sunday we were hunting Sunday. It was starting to get cooler, but it was still in the mid seventies. Um, and then Monday morning, it got down to when I woke up, it was probably 37, 38 degrees. Um, it was pretty cool. And knowing that we actually elected to go on a morning hunt, um, which typically I don't do out in North Dakota this time of year. It just, I mean, I've tried it and it just seems to be that, you know, you're always just messing stuff up on the way in and it's just difficult to pull off. Um, but my buddy had hung a new set the night before and he had seen 30 to 40 deer, including a couple 150 plus type of bucks. Um, and so then we were like, you know, my cousin from Nebraska was up. And so we told Garrett just to leave that stand and we would hunt it cause he was headed out of town. So I was like, I'm going to hunt it the next morning. Um, so to pull it off, it was about three quarters of a mile walk and it was only probably 50 yards off a of bean field me and my cousin who was filming me got up at about 3 a.m. <laughs> we're able to get out of camp. I mean, we probably didn't get in bed the night before till you know, 11 or 12 and mm. got out there and we're, it was all set up about mm, probably an hour, a solid hour to hour and a half before first light. And first light was at 620. So as soon as it started getting light out, you know, we could just see shadows out in the bean field. And I was like, oh boy, you know, they're, <laughs> they're working their way towards us. And once they got light enough out, there was a whole pile of deer out there. And we had, you know, deer coming from the beans back to bed. You know, we were in the timber. It was a pretty hefty chunk of timber. Um, we can't, the beans actually is private and the timber is public. And so we need them to, that's why we we're off the field too, because we couldn't hunt, you know, over the beans or anything. Right. Um, so they're working their way back. We had small bucks that we probably had eight to 10 deer within 10 to 15 yards of us in the first half hour. And then, uh, about seven, I looked to my right and here is this nice, you know, nice looking, you know, eight pointer in velvet. Um, you know, I kind of was faced with a little bit of a decision cause we had two really big bucks out in the field. One was probably right around 160, and they were working their way towards me 
but they're still probably 150 to 200 yards out in the bean field. This year, guys, Cobra Archery is helping us out, bring these big buck breakdowns to you. We've had Jake Major on the podcast doing a big buck breakdown. He's a big buck killer, and he's also a great guy. He's got a heart of gold. Jake would do anything for you, and he is an awesome engineer when it comes to this stuff. I have been using Cobra Archery releases for 12 years plus, maybe even 15 years. I can't remember shooting a bow without shooting a Cobra Archery. My dad started me on them, and the the legacy has just carried on. Um, So I would definitely highly suggest looking at a new release if you're in the market for it. Go check out CobraArchery.com. And so this buck was at 30 yards. He wasn't giving me a shot at the moment, so kind of was that split second, like, shoot, should I shoot this deer or, like, risk it for a bigger deer coming in? And then uh, he ended up, like, hitting a scrape and stuff and getting his head up in the licking branches and I, I just couldn't pass up the opportunity with that with that type of hunt and the way it played out. And I, I uh, sent an arrow and let her rip and t- perfect shot. And about two or three minutes after I shot him, a coyote came through and cleared out the field. So it ended up being the right call. Nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make you feel good on your instincts. So, Dude, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that was an awesome recovery. That, that deer died in the creek there. Yeah, so it was really weird because, I mean, I put a perfect shot on him in the first – 50 yards the blood trail was like you know following the yellow brick road and then all of a sudden it just stopped there was no yeah. blood and we were like what the heck and then you know we walked towards the creek and he went another 100 yards and was laying right in the middle of the creek which was pretty cool yeah that's cool man that's awesome that you know it made for some cool shots i think we talked about that you know off air or cool, cool picks you know but man it yeah. seemed like um North Dakota was on fire this early season. You know, like you had great success. Your camp did good. I saw just all over social media, North North Dakota did well. Was there something like about that region that really made hunting good this year? Yeah, I'd say the weather. It was probably the best weather we've had for an opening weekend out there that I can remember. Yeah. I mean, you know, even, even you know, the days before the actual cold front hit, it was still mid-70s, which I've hunted out there that time of year when it's 9,500 degrees, mm-hmm. you know. So and definitely, I think the weather was a, was a big key. We had a lot of, you know, I think first day, second day, it was south winds. Then from there, it switched to north northwest winds, and it was, it seemed like it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I was in Nebraska while everybody was slaying deer up in North Dakota. <laughs> so I picked the wrong end state, you know, or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, for me, same thing. Weather was, was really great, but, um, you know, for for me, the the deer were in the corn heavy. Uh, okay. Is there corn up there where you're at much, or is it mostly beans and other things? Yeah, there's quite a bit of corn, but mm-hmm. it seemed, you know, there was a couple of spots we had where like a corn field would butt up to a wheat field or something. It'd be coming out of the corn, but other than that, um, it seemed like the bean the bean field seemed like the food source to be over or be near. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But so now in South Dakota. Is that the state where you can't actually shoot? Or I'm sorry, North Dakota, rather. Is that the state where you can't shoot deer in standing crops, or is there something like that, like a regulation like that? So in North Dakota, you can hunt. You can legally hunt non-posted property. Uh huh. But so it doesn't have. If it's not posted, it's free to hunt. But you can't can't shoot a deer hunt over non-posted crops, standing mm. crops. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So if you want to like to hunt non-posted, you got to try to get into like you know, buffer strips or little pieces of timber or cut wheat fields or stuff like that. You know? Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. 
Makes well, sense. Man, y'all had a killer preseason out there, dude, and I uh, can't wait to see what else you get done this season. Is it all Minnesota for you from here on out? Uh, I'll do Minnesota, and then I've got Wisconsin, too, and then nice. I'll be on Nebraska at some point as well. Oh, so. you're just covering all that upper Midwest, dude. <laughs> yeah, so That's we'll cool. see. It'll, it'll all kind of play out on how how tags are are not filled. Um, but that's yeah. that's the kind of the plan right now cool man well congrats yeah. on that dude way to start your season out you've got us hyped so <laughs> now we got to go to colorado and try to make something happen so hopefully we can uh we can you know fill the freezer a little bit but man appreciate you coming on um i guess that video is going to be coming out soon right so what's the best place for somebody to go see that yeah the the video will be coming out here in the next week so the best place would just be go to the um youtube type in whitetail dna and it'll be there so cool. we'll have uh, two videos coming out here in the next week or so so awesome dude well that sounds good everybody go check those out and thanks again alex congrats on everything man thank you i appreciate it man what an awesome story about a big buck guys we want to say a big thanks to exodus trail cameras and cobra archery for being a part of this big buck breakdown for sure man and also if you want to check out what we do on a daily basis maybe even see some of these big bucks go to instagram and follow us at the element wild and then also subscribe on youtube to keep up with what we're doing throughout the season and subscribe on the podcast and remember this is your element living it Cause a lot of frustration Brothers let's forgive and forget You ever get that feeling The walls closing in The concrete jungle suffocating you You crave some wide open spaces The chance to connect with nature Maybe in a spot all your own Well head over to land.com They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.